It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armor transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk. Its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT driver and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sounds. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow this <laughs> does put a smile on my face once more the sith will rule the galaxy You are on the Sith list. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 187 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening, the bearded one, Carlos Buarguayo. The man we call Crunch Crunch. The man we call... Not here on time because he's in traffic. Once again, Les Gonzalez will creep up behind and scare the crap out of me and King Tom will laugh, but he will be here. So don't fret. The man we all call King Tom, the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? I have a ton of exclamation points for you after last week's episode. <laughs> I think King Tom heard us talk some shit after he went night-night. If you guys remember, we gave him, we gave him the business. That was all steel. We're going to blame steel. That was all steel. Mm-hmm. That, was mm-hmm. all, that was all him. The man we call El Hombre. The man that some people call the space cowboy. Yeah, some people call him the gangster of love. Some people, I know one or two that call him Maurice. <laughs> Mr. Eric. I don't even know what to do with any of that, man. I'm sorry. I I don't know. <laughs> just, Should we call him Maurice for the rest of the episode? What does pompatus mean? The That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I never knew when I, I, I sing it all the time. The pompatus of love. Pompatus or pompatus? I, I went to high school with Steve Miller. No. Yeah. Did you he really? Bowl, yeah, he had a bowling team in Intramural League. It's called Steve Miller Band. Oh, my God. Gosh. Shout out to Steve Miller, Staten Island, New York. Dude's like 42. <sighs> I'm sure a lot of people went to school with Steve Miller. Yep. There was a uh, girl named Jen Miliband. I used to call her Steve Miliband in high school. <laughs> I did. Nice. That's What's actually that? gold. That's, that I'm going to give you props on that one. That's yeah. good. Her name was Jen mm-hmm. Miliband. And she didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Why are you calling me Steve? How you guys doing? Mr. Strothers, we'll start with you. You're looking very serious tonight with your, with your glasses on. Dude. 
So I'm at work. My wife sends me a picture from her phone of her digital camera screen saying, it's saying it can't read these files and I'm freaked out and blood. I'm like, you've been backing that SD card up on your laptop on a regular basis, right? Knowing full well the answer is no. And so now she's expecting me to somehow figure this all out. Well, I got news for you. You don't carry around 1,800 photos on your digital camera hoping that that's your only storage medium, hoping that everything will just work out. So, you know, there's something corrupted on the card. And some of these images have data, but recovering them is the problem and blah, blah, blah. What the heck, man? Oh, that sucks. So you've been working on that? Yes. Ugh. How about you, King Tom? I took a nap today. So <laughs> no, that's awesome. Naps are the best. So hopefully I can make it past one. Oh, yes, or that's eight, true. your time. Oh, nine. <laughs> nine. I, I don't, I'll let ten. ten. Isn't that daylight saving time coming up for us? Yes, it is. Are we going to yeah. gain an hour or lose an hour? We lose, lose an hour, but we gain more daylight. Who wants daylight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like losing any hours. <laughs> okay, Dracula. I know. <laughs> Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I, I actually want to gain an hour of daylight, but yeah, um, I'm doing good. Yeah, doing everything good. good? Yeah. Well, I got a story for you guys. Oh, no. Well, you know what it is. You wanted me to bring it up on this podcast. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but I, I'm just going to preamble this so you don't bring it up first. Exactly. Well, as you know, here on The Sith List, we try to bring you the best quality audio and uh, best quality podcast possible. So I've been on this kick of getting an Ethernet cable and connecting it to the router, obviously, into my laptop so we can get the highest possible bandwidth. Well, everything was going great. And I ended up getting a 150-foot cable, which I really didn't need because I ended up getting a 50-foot cable and I still have some slack. But before I got the 50-foot cable, I decided, hey, I'm going to go up in the attic and I'm going to run this cable all the way across the hallway and I'm going to drill a hole, bring it down to what we call the Sith layer, and I'm going to just have it there so it's not I don't have to connect this long Ethernet cable every single Wednesday. Well, I go up there. Lorena's breastfeeding her child. Special moment. I'm up there. And I start moving around on the beams. Where 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 is the uh where is Lorena at this point in time? She is in Malik's room. Gotcha. Sitting down breastfeeding. Gotcha. Okay. I'm right next to it in the hallway in the attic. Uh-huh. Up up there. Yeah. Trying to give people a visual image here. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm on the beams and all of a sudden I don't know what happens. I don't know if I put my left foot down on the drywall. Six and a half foot hole just drops. And my balls hit the beam. And I think my balls are still in my stomach. And my left ass cheek smacks the other beam. And all I see is just like the earth drop from me. What was the actual drywall? But I see just daylight and this sonic boom. Lorena comes in with Malik. And there's nothing but drywall and installation in the bedroom. And I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs because my balls are gone. The, Real high pitched. Really high pitched, like Getty Lee from Rush. Uh, Just like that, I actually did that part. Um, and yeah, I had to figure out how to put up a, not a piece of drywall, because I needed to fix it like real quick because there's a massive hole in our bedroom. Ran down to Home Depot, talked to a guy who actually did the same exact thing I did, not as big, showed me what to do, sealed it up until I can get a professional guy to come in and drywall it up. 
And I still have pain in my left butt cheek as I'm sitting as right now. So that was my story. What happened to your balls is not funny in any way. Thank you, buddy. But everything I, else, I am but every, everything else Me is too. funny. Everything else, the, the butt cheek, the your legs going through, that that's hilarious. Oh, I was just hanging there. I was I was going down. If it wasn't for my right leg being on the other side of the on the beam, I don't know what happened where I kind of straddled it like a horse. I dropped. I was going down if it wasn't for my balls. My balls saved my life. Hell of a sentence. <laughs> I'm never going up in the attic ever again, by the way. Ever again. So that was my uh, crazy weekend. We're going to talk about the box office in a second. But before we do, if you like this podcast and you like podcasts like this podcast, please check out the podcast on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. We are proud members of that network. And you can just go there, click on the podcast tab, check all the podcasts out. They're all fantastic. They're all great. Please give them a shot. And you can check us out on the SithList.net. We do have our episodes. We do have our shirts and all that stuff and Public links and all that stuff on the SithList.net. And here's a cool thing. I never talk about this. We have a tab that's on the throne with King Tom. I saved a bunch of those on the thrones back in the day. And they're on there. And it's a beautiful picture of King Tom taking a shit. So please go to the SithList.net and check that out. It's wonderful. I think it's time for the box. That, I think know. it's time for the box office. Universal's, is it Blumhouse or Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse, I think. Is it? I think it's Bloomhouse, yeah. Universal and Bloomhouse's Invisible Man delivered on expectations, becoming the first true standout amongst the year's several horror films to have already hit theaters. With an estimated $29 million, the Invisible Man finished at top of the weekend box office. Critics and audiences alike took to the film as it holds a 89% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And guess how much it costs? I know, Boo, you know. King Tom and Eric, guess how much that movie costs to make? No idea, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, same. It's probably less than what the catering bill was for The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. $7 million. That's it. Wow. That is crazy. And before that, we went all nuts when Get Out cost, I think, about 15 or $20 million. So mm-hmm. now we're making movies for $7 million, which is insane. And here's my quick non-spoiler review. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was freaked out from the beginning it started. Suspense right from the beginning. It was done very well. Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. We've talked about her on this podcast before. She has picked just straight winners in her life. She started off on West Wing. Then she went to Mad Men. Now she's doing Handmaid's Tale. She's picked some great movies to be in. She's a great actress. This is done really, really well, and it's really freaky. And it's not like disgusting freaky. It's the jump scare freaky. So, Boo, you can check this out. You won't be too freaked out. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> it's very cool because here's the deal. They are thinking about having... The director, I think his name is Lee Wannell, I think it is. He's the guy that's behind all those crazy stories, the Saws and Insidious and all that crazy stuff. He's been very successful. They're thinking about maybe giving him the MonsterVerse. Remember how that went to shit real quick? They took a picture and then no one heard from him again? Yes. The Universal's one? Yes, yes, that one. Exactly. The one that they came out with, the Tom Cruise one, the mummy, and it was supposed (laughs) to be a big thing and they just went to shit. They might do it this way where they let Bloomhouse take control of it since they're so great at the horror. Now, Universal, Bloomhouse is an independent studio, but Universal has first look rights to it, which they get first shot at anything they make, I guess. So they're kind of a partnership. So that is the Invisible Man non-spoiler review. Check it out. I highly recommend it, especially if it's like a date or something. I looked at my 
popcorn, I think, for about 40% of the movie. You know, because you know it's coming, you know it's coming. Oh, shit. No, no, no. You're looking for the right piece of popcorn. I was looking for a butter blast. <laughs> you know what Lorraine told me the other day? She's like, those uh, <laughs> those uh, like perverted jokes. You just need to stop that. You need to stop that. <laughs> you're, you're a father now. Yeah, I said, I, I can't. She's like, it's not that great. <laughs> she literally told me that. It's not that good. Just stop. Why does she have to be a party pooper? That's what I told her. I said, Eric Struthers loves me when I talk like that. That is true. We have some Star Wars stuff to talk about. Eric looks really excited right now. He was really pumped up about this. And I'm, I'm going to exploit the excitement. And I think we're going uh, to get into some Star Wars talk. All right, Kylo, give us the intro. I want to hear some Eric Strato. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, much like Kylo Ren smashing a big computer panel with his lightsaber, that's what I'm getting ready to do to this SD card of my wife's. Uh, Okay, so here's the big news. The really, really big news, the exciting, exciting big news, is the Rise of Skywalker novelization comes out. Right. soon but advanced copies get sold at a convention and uh surprisingly the internet was totally cool about it and everybody just went on their way and there were zero problems oh <sighs> man, that's great that's so great but that's not really what happened at all <laughs> no <laughs> what really happened is people instantly start taking pictures of the pages and throw them, throwing them online. Then this starts and then this starts and then people start beating up on the author and dude, come on, come on. Okay, Tom, you probably already read the book. I, in the I have time. not I, in the future. I know I'll read the book within 24 hours of its digital release, but I am y- this this whole situation has me pissed off because first of all i get that they want to make a, a convention exclusive version of the book available for people who are there but they know people are going to take pictures and summarize the contents of the book and put it online why not make the digital version available early also it's what they do with movies I agree, and I thought the same exact thing. And for the first few days, you only heard about two or three scenes from the book. And it's I am not paying attention, or I'm trying not to pay attention to it. But the people who have the book and who were talking and leaking stuff early are really only focused on one aspect of the movie. And not that that's not an important aspect, but it's like they're looking at it from a certain point of view and basically coloring the narrative with how they want to see things. And that led to certain segments of the fan base, as Eric said, attacking the writer or the, you know, the person who authored the adaptation of JJ Ontario's story, which is a whole nother. And that, that led to, to um, one of the editors at Del Rey saying, you idiots are the reason that some people have said they don't want to work on star Wars. And it, right. it's, it's just sad that this is what it's come to. And I, yeah, I'm glad people are excited about the book. I am. I, I'm very much looking forward to reading it. But just the way they're doing it is ruining it, ruining it for everyone from a whole number of aspects. That's a good King way Tom, of putting it. That's the most gentle, good way of putting what this is. I, I guess for me... I 
I'm a little concerned that when the, you know, the guy from Delray says, you guys are making this so people don't want to work with Star Wars, I feel like that's a win for those people, not a loss. Oh, we better stop then. Oh, no. What have we done? I'm going to start thinking about my life from here on out, questioning everything. I... Again, this comes up to something we just were talking about a second ago during our production meeting, if you will, that who has the time to to so actively search out things that anger them and crap on them? I, I For me, man, I guess that's, of course, I do a podcast, and that's what I do is talk about all the things that <laughs> makes true. me mad. So I realize how, how hypocritical that sounds now as I say it, but... I, I just, it's such a shame. It's, it really is. I, and over a book, I honestly d- didn't see this coming. <laughs> and, and then I have to ask myself, should I be frustrated and a- annoyed with myself for expecting better people? Exactly. But that's the thing. That's the sad part. Yeah. Now it's like commonplace where we know if a comic comes out with the wrong thing, people just freak out and go nuts. And they'll tweet about it for the next five days and go at people. That's just crazy. I don't, I don't yeah. you know, again, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm still looking forward to reading the novel. It's kind of funny. I feel, well, I don't feel at all bad. I don't know why I started the sentence like that. Cruiser, from the bad motivators, he assumes that I've been knee deep in Twitter finding out about all this. And he sends something to me and I mm. go, oh, so then A is equals b and he's like oh you you didn't know that's <laughs> like yeah that would have been neat to read about in the book as intended but it's not the end of the world it's just it is what it is i'm still gonna read the book it's gonna be awesome and like king tom said i when i saw that this was going around i thought oh man maybe the digital version's already out because surely that's what they would do when they start selling physical copies anywhere. Why, by golly, you'd put that digital one out there. Yeah, you would think. No, I, I, I tweeted them over the weekend nicely, and I said, I understand why you have to do this, but can you make this available digitally? And they, they gave a kind of thoughtful three or four tweet response saying that this is what they do for fans, something special, but they didn't address the digital question at all that's because you put two exclamation points at the end i I meant to use those for you a rush you king tommed it (laughs) i did they're like (laughs) eric are you going to read the revenge of the sith novelization before you read this one um i watched the video book version (laughs) okay you see what i did there but i I will read it one of these days it's just you know here's a little list of other things that are in the way Now, I don't really want to go into a lot of detail about stuff that the book said in case somebody else can manage to hang on to not being spoiled for this. But uh, there's some interesting things about what are you grinning about? (laughs) You totally rolled over what Arash just said because you said there's a whole list of other things in the way. And then Arash, under his breath, you said SD (laughs) card and you just rolled right over it. I didn't hear him. Oh. Oh, darn. Sorry. Darn. Sorry, buddy. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final straw. You can just you like, can the just... shit I'm going through and you make it f- make jokes. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, good Lord, why me? So 
Any, I, I don't want to go into like all the things. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn it, man. I was I was waiting. For, I was watching Are you okay? Scared the shit out of me again. Good. Les is here, by the way. Thank God we're not on video because uh, that's how oh. I looked when I watched The Invisible Man. Yeah. Hey, yo, jumping all the time. Yeah, he was the Invisible Man for a second there. Jesus, are you all right? That's all right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. We need to wait for your. <laughs> my balls are still in my stomach. I was about to say, yeah, dude, yeah, your balls haven't come back, so you're good. Yeah, yeah. I'm still good. Hey, Les, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Everything good? No, but I'm okay. Traffic, do it. traffic shitty? It is what it is. We're just rolling into the Star Wars report and talking about the novelization that everybody just had a shit fit over on Twitter. I, so I've seen. You've seen too? Okay. So, Eric, can we talk about a couple of the things that people are fucking losing their shits over? Um, I mean, just one. Let's not get crazy about it. But one well, thing well, that people are just you, losing their mind. What do you have your eye on? I read one about the kiss. Is that what people are freaking out over? About the kiss at the end, and it was it really wasn't romantic. It was at all, all platonic. It was a great. Oh yeah, kiss. that was well, funny. <laughs> I like that one. That one's entertaining. I was like, really? Because it didn't look like that on screen. It looked like you know, Kylo got a little excited. See, but my my question is, is that in this day and age of Me Too movements and things like that, yeah, which is something I think is long overdue. That just seems kind of idiotic to say nowadays. So what? So there, I can just. Go over and kiss somebody. Oh, it's completely platonic, and it's a it's a thank you kiss. That just seems so idiotic. It seems like one of those things where somebody to say and somebody to be like, I don't think you should say that because that's dumb. It's like one of those one of those ad campaigns. You'd be like, this sounds like it's gonna be a little bit you know racist or a little bit stupid or a little you know whatever negative connotation you're gonna put to whatever stupid ad campaign. Mm. And then it comes out, people are like, how did you let that? exist how did you let that out into the world i saw that and i was like wait a minute that just seems dumb like and then yeah. also i saw another one where it said like at the end of beauty and the beast it said that that bell was thanking the beast when she kissed him for killing gaston why well, I, I guess he didn't die later on they said he didn't die but whatever so you do she, something like spoiler that spoiler alert for you your beauty and the beast fans yeah, a kiss out of it yeah i guess i mean that's almost Ridiculous. I mean, all fairy tales are like that. No, I know. No, no, but you get but, the kiss from the princess if you, you know, Prince Charming shows up and you get the kiss from yeah, the no, princess. Yeah, no, I, I get that, but it was a, it was a kiss of 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 love at that point. It, I, I don't see what's wrong with saying that that was a. I don't like the kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker, but it's there. But I know what it was. It was a kiss out of love, not thankfulness, not not, not appreciation. That's ridiculous. Your kiss is on my list. Oh, well, you ain't gonna get it. Yeah. So I, I I thought when I saw that I was like that's ridiculous it's dumb and I think it's kind of dumb for what what is going on nowadays. Well, here's the question I have. Maybe King Tom and Eric knows the answer to this. Is the novelization written after the movie or do they get a script while the movie's being made? Because the thing that I don't like about it is if they switched it up just because they got some other backlash about the kiss. That would be really shitty if they did it that way. I'm not sure, but I'll tell you what my thoughts are. I feel like it's done after, and here's why. Because if you look at the novelization for Solo, there were a couple of things that were addressed in it that felt like, ooh, people are bitching about this. We better go long on this one to try to dig ourselves out of this hole. One of which was uh, L3 who's, you know, this droids rights activist being crammed into the Millennium Falcon to be forever in servitude. By uh-huh. after you mean. Af- 
after it was like after the movie after comes out, out, people bitch about it for a little bit. And then they're like, okay, here's what people are bitching about. Let's see if we can wax this up a little. That's, that's Jason, what I'm worried about. Jason Fry, who wrote the novelization of The Last Jedi, um, he went in, at one point he went into the detail of how he wrote it. And I think he got the script during shooting. And they, they start writing off of that. And I think they're, you know, they, they can meet with the director and have some conversations. They write it. And then it used to be, at least with Rogue One and The Force Awakens, they would release the novel the same day the movie came out. And I don't really think the authors got to see much of a finished product. But now with this extra three month window, um, that started with The Last Jedi, I think they will do one last kind of brush pass just to, go over anything after the movie has come out. And I don't know if it's so much as to see or to change things based on audience reaction, but just to see what the final version of the movie looks like on screen and to make sure their novel reflects that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it does seem like some of the stuff in it is a direct response to some of the, um, Oh, the larger complaints. Think about this. Two major complaints from the movie was Palpatine's origin and the kiss at the end for some people. Some people loved it. You but mean the Palpatine Ray thing was being a big a Palpatine? No, no, not even, well. That was the number one. But the Palpatine origin of we oh, how, yeah. like how, how did he come out? And it seems like the book is obviously the answer to that question. And the, the kiss thing is completely reversed of what what I felt like the kiss was about. For this specific instance, we don't know if she's basing that off of. Well, we we. We know that because Ian McDermott gave that one interview where he shared a line that was cut from the script. But a lot of times we don't know if things are made up from deleted scenes or just her interpretation. Got it. But there was that. And I know you talked about this on the Mad Motivators, that line of Ian McDermott's. More than a clone, less than a man. He gave a great reading, which the cruiser talked over. He kept talking about how he couldn't, how much he loved this line. And then he talked right over it. But that's that's just what I deal <laughs> with, man, every week. But anyhow, there's that. And I, I can't believe that it, this is even a thing. King Tommy, you, you said something about the deleted scenes right now. That's a good segue into, I, I think I had this in the show notes about, there's some comics that are coming out and they're using a lot of what the deleted scenes are to plug into the comics. So I wonder if that's why we haven't really got a, a deleted scene list of what's going to be coming out in the digital format. Have we got that yet or no? No, we haven't. And the other... We still haven't. The other comic adaptations have had the deleted scenes also. Oh, they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's cool then. I read something from StarWars.com. Jody Hauser, who's going to write the Rise of Skywalker comic series, this is her quote. I think one of the great things about adaptations in other mediums is you do get a chance to build out elements of the story there may not have been time or place for on screen. Giving light to a new scene gives creators and these other mediums a chance to add a story rather than just translating it for the page. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I like that. I, I was just wondering if that's a norm and you're saying that is a but norm. The, okay. They'll also make, and I don't mean this as a criticism, they'll also make up scenes on their own. Um, the Last yes. Jedi had a great introduction about a, a nightmare Luke had where what if... Uh, he never left the farm. I think that the Han Solo novel, or the Solo novelization, yeah. had a scene where Enfys Nest met a young Jin Erso. Oh, that's rad! Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So, hope, oh, I'm I'm hoping that we see some of that in the Rise of Skywalker. I'm hoping she because 
the force awakens adaptation really stuck to the script stuck to the movie and that was one of my problems with it so i'm hoping that with the rise of skywalker ray carson went wherever she wanted to go so season seven episode two of the clone wars continues the bad Mm. batch arc i don't know man people seem like they're sort of in the middle about this I guess, or they're, they're not in the middle. They're on one side or the other. That's what I really meant to say. And I'm hearing a lot of people say this could be the best episode of Clone, Clone Wars ever. The most emotional thing of all time. And I do agree. It's really good. But I don't know that I would agree with either one of those statements. Right. 100%. Here's the deal. Uh, if you didn't catch the first episode well, I'm going to ruin it for you by telling you this whole thing is about this batch of clones who uh, have desirable genetic mutations. And while they're trying to figure out how the separatists are able to predict their every move, they uh, Captain Rex determines that his old buddy uh, Echo is alive. Or at least he thinks he is. And they go to try to see what's what's the what. And I'll just cut to the chase. He is alive. And it's if you've ever seen the Matrix, there you go. And (laughs) it's pretty neat. It's. I don't know. Visually, I thought it was a bit much for my kids. What did what did you think, King Tom, on that front? The first episode or the second? Episode? The second one. Second. The only thing that was questionable, and in the end I was fine with this, was the reveal of Echo at the end. Right, and that's specifically it, what I meant, yeah. Yeah, um, I was I was fine with it, they were fine with it. Oh, well, good. Yeah, my kids didn't, didn't bat an eye, which I was kind of waiting for Henry to give me that, I'm going to be sleeping in your bed look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, th- and here's my here's my deal so far with this this uh, season of Clone Wars. It looks fantastic. I really yes, dig it. it. They in this particular episode, there was a couple things that I like from a plot standpoint. I thought was a little weird. I don't know how deep you want to go in on it, but uh, what I will tell you is Anakin is Skype chatting with Padme. <laughs> and weirdly enough, he can't tell that she's pregnant. Like all signs point to her being pregnant. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's blind to it yeah. somehow. But, but she's covering it a little bit. She's like, no, she's got her hands there, but she's got a bump for sure. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like, here, look at my belly. Uh, got a Jedi bump. But but Obi Wan plainly he comes and he knows what Anakin's up to, <laughs> right? And he says, "Well, I hope you at least told Padme I said hello." <laughs> and I I don't know something about that I find delicious, but. At the same time, what does that do to what we know in the movies? Or does it do anything? Right. Well, Obi-Wan knows the entire time. Well, you could say that. He loves Anakin so much, he doesn't push on it. Like, he doesn't, he lets it go. Mm-hmm. Which says a lot about Obi-Wan. I think he was like a brother to him. That's, that's, mean, that's, that's actually I, that's expanded <laughs> on in the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Here we go. Yeah, well, there you go. King Tom, there the Revenge go. of the Sith novelization salesman, door to door. I'm selling this book one person at a time. That's how I got mine. <laughs> Buy one, get Plagueis half off. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. That was pretty good. Oh my gosh, man. 
Yeah, I had. I was actually having trouble. I went to a ins- uh, clinic for insomnia, and they just had copies of the Darth Plagueis novel sitting in the waiting room, and everybody <laughs> was asleep. <laughs> Miracle cure. Anyhow. It's interesting that you bring up Darth Plagueis. I read somewhere that it was just a bullshit uh, link, but it was interesting because they said that the new Project Luminous, does this give a chance for Plagueis to be involved uh, somehow, some way? It's one opportunity for them to actually have him come out. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. it's possible. Yeah, it could. And they'll make a novel, and Eric will love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, let's go easy on that gag. Poor King Tom. He's <laughs> taking a beating on this one. <laughs> Here's the thing with this, the, this season of Clone Wars. I think it's beautiful looking, and I dig the first episode, and I really like the second episode. I don't think it's like the best thing I've ever seen, but I'm starting to get annoyed by the Bad Batch, by the big dude. Uh, it's starting to slowly annoy me. To a point where I'm like, oh, we get it. He's a dumb oaf. You, you don't like that they're a superhero team, basically? It's like the X-Men. They are the X-Men. They're the, X- they're they the X-Men. The, they are every superhero team ever yeah. assembled. I mean, I'm enjoying watching it. and I'm not talking shit on it at all. I think it's fantastic. They're the A-Team, team. actually, if you think about it. They're yeah, the A-Team. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was <laughs> They are the A-Team. Yeah, they are the A-Team. Because <laughs> Record does not like heights all of a sudden. Right. He has an issue with gravity. Right. I do think it's cool. I just think they better switch very yeah. soon. Like they better give us something to push the storyline. Like Boo always says, give me something to push the storyline. Get to the Jedi. Boo, you haven't seen it yet? No, I have not. Okay, good. How many episodes is this arc, King Tom? Do you know? I don't. I think there's at least one more episode in this arc. Okay. Well, they have to get to who is it again? Echo. They got to Echo. Okay. Oh, I didn't finish it. You didn't. Dang oh. it. Okay. <laughs> I was, uh, Anakin's still pissed off constantly, except for when he talks to Padme. He's got that fucking pissed off look on his face. I like them. I like watching him look through a scope and grab a gun and stuff. That was kind of cool. I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm definitely, you know, going to watch every episode. I don't. Yeah, the individual elements of the Bad Batch. There's a couple of them that are on my nerves. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, cool. Thank you, Eric. We didn't have a ton of Star Wars stuff, but you know, there's some good stuff out there. There's some. Are you crying? No, I put I, my contacts are bugging. The oh shit! Out of shit. Me, so I put eye drops. <laughs> I thought you got emotional about Echo. My bad. No. Let's get into some other stuff like pop culture news. James Bond gets pushed back, guys. Fuck. Yeah. Literally a month before. MGM has pushed the No Time to Die release date from April 10th to November 25th, according to the Hollywood Reporter. The reason for the push. Growing fears over the spread of a new strain of coronavirus. Both here in the United States and abroad, production schedules like the one that Mission Impossible 7 had has already been affected by the virus. So they're thinking that this is the reason why the pushback has become a reality here. So this kind of sucks. I, I don't get to see Anna de Armas on April 10th. I got tickets for it yesterday. Oh, they went, they, went on, they went on sale yesterday. <laughs> did you get your seats that you wanted? Yes. Of course you did. Well, I don't think they're playing it on April 10th, buddy. Nope. <laughs> That's all right. Hopefully, they won't push it back again, the November 25th deal, but this is a big deal. This coronavirus thing is getting a little bit out of hand and, and is uh, affecting some of the stuff we're talking about. God forbid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, we're complaining about this and people are dying. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, but uh, to continue with the, the issues with the coronavirus, the global market is a very big thing for movies, Hollywood, all that. You know that's that's where a lot of the movie or a lot of the money is made. You know, a billion dollars, two billion dollars from Star Wars and oh, Avengers. Yeah. What's happening in China right now in certain parts of China is that they're shutting down movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Anything where people congregate together, absolutely, just isn't open. Right. So this is going to be an 
interesting year for Hollywood and, and movie making in general, how they're going to interact and how things are going to happen. Cause this ent- the, a large, large chunk of the global market just isn't going to go watch movies. That's why, that's why no time to die was pushed back. Cause they're like, instead of us just completely failing, we'd rather just wait. And I think this is the first step. I think this is a proactive step. I might hate it, but I think this is a proactive step for what's going to happen. And the interesting thing is that they push it all the way till the end of the year. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just like a you know, two or three months. This is fucking months. That's the scary part. I I understand waiting a few months. That makes sense, and you know, I think it is the right thing to do financially and just you know, just so people don't miss out on things. I get that, but damn, November. Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's what far away. You're gonna forget about this movie, and then have to remind. There, we're gonna have to be reminded of. Oh yeah, James Bond is coming out again. That's crazy. Yeah. So so that's that the thing crazy. that you know this this COVID nineteen thing is already scary as it is, but now it's starting to do other things besides just you know hurt people and you know get people sick and things like that. Well, the the studios have to temper down their expectations of what films are going to make from here on out. That's the mm-hmm. interesting thing. Our studio is going to do that. Well, they have to. No, no, but but are they going to see this as what it is, or are they going to just be like, "Well, that sucked. We're not going to make those movies anymore." Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, are, are they? Not are they, only that, are they going to give the green light to make a two hundred dollar movie, two hundred million dollar movie? Exactly. Everything is going to slow down because of this, and also in addition to just the two hundred million dollar movie, there's less travel, there's less research. This is going to affect so much stuff, oh, not just movies, crazy. just TV shows. You know, because people can't go anywhere to do research, or they can't go anywhere just to film. It's it, it. This is a rather interesting time, and and this move by the the James Bond franchise is is yeah. a big fucking deal. And it's James it's more than just moving a movie. This is a big fucking deal. The title of this movie is pretty apropos. What they say, so. Yeah, yeah. It's no time to die now. Not now. We're gonna die later. Not we're, now. We're gonna go in November. Yeah, yeah exactly. Interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to use apropos. apropos yeah, I just yeah. wanted to use that. Yeah. Okay. Good take. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, didn't you have a take on what the director of The Invisible Man, didn't yes. you say something? Yes, so the director of The Invisible Man, actually the producer, the producer, uh, Jason Bloom, defends his major- Hans, Hans Bloomhouse? Hans Bloomhouse, it is his house, yes. He talked about how, or he defended how he said that a lot of trailers nowadays for movies, and they have a lot of the plot points, a lot of the, the story, a lot of what's going on. And he said, I wish we didn't have to do that, but there's almost- no way to uh, tear people away from Netflix and all the great choices they have at home. I thought that was an interesting sentence. I thought that was an interesting statement because he is right. There are a lot of things that, you know, like myself, I've said many times, keeps me at home in my underwear. Yeah. It's please, tough. No. It's, yeah, I know. It's tough to, Jesus, to Lord, get somebody man. out of the house to go watch a movie these days. I thought, I thought his take was a bit not, not aggressive, but kind of spiteful. Maybe annoyed at, at what they're throwing a little bit of shade at you. Exactly, all. exactly. Shade at some Netflixers out yeah, there. Yeah, he, he's throwing shade, but also he's like, "But there's great shit out there. I understand why." So I, I, I thought that was interesting. Do you guys think that I know movies, movie trailers have given more information in the trailer itself? Do you think that that's a major negative, or is it a trend that you guys don't like to see? Is it what's your guys' opinion on it? If we're really thinking about it sometimes uh, actually some of our most recent trailers and biggest trailers have put things in the trailer that are not in the movie at all oh that's that is, true that is true so i mean in some cases that may be what that may also this just may be another 
way to get people to get up and go see the movie. So, I mean, I'm down with that. I'm down with. The, I don't think it's a shady comment. I think it's just reality. Uh, yeah, I think he's not talking shit. He's not talking shit on telling people, you know, that uh, we got to do what we can to get people to stop. He's telling the truth. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. The truth is, the is, truth. is that streaming is streaming services are definitely taking over. A lot of companies that do have streaming services are, you know, utilizing that and producing some really good content. So, yes, in order to get someone to go see a movie with Elizabeth Moss as the lead, they got to do what they got to do. Mm hmm. No, no, nothing against her, but you know what I mean? She's <laughs> yeah. not... Poor Elizabeth Moss. She, you know what I mean? She's not yanking people out of the house. No. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's you why know. the movie only costs that a million to make, because they're not See. paying the cast $50 million each. Plus, plus the guy's missing the, almost the entire time. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Well, it's oh, called Invisible. Come on. <laughs> it's all in the trailer anyway. I, I just, you know, <laughs> I really don't see it that way. I think he's just telling the, the truth. Oh, like, yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said before, I don't mind them putting stuff in the trailer as long as it doesn't give me the entire storyline. I and mean, some of these trailers are doing that and it drives me crazy. I like Les said, if they want to throw me off and put shit that, like the Invisible Man had stuff that wasn't in the movie. Oh, of course, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. I remember seeing this trailer three times and I didn't see that scene. So that's fine. But they did enough in this movie for people that think that they give you all that, that there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Yeah, because they're... You do get the gist of the whole story, which the trailer is supposed to give you. I did feel that the Invisible Man gave not a whole ton, but a lot of of the movie. But the the interesting thing is, is that people complain about trailers that they give too much. If you put, let's say, a movie puts out three trailers, there's there's a teaser, there's like two teasers, one main trailer, there's maybe four minutes of maybe four to five minutes of of footage released in those trailers and teasers, mm-hmm. and there's a you know, potentially a whole two hour movie is still there that you haven't seen. So that's the interesting thing is that, is that people are like, well, they showed too much. I disagree. I disagree. And then there's also the idea that what you get out of the movie experience cannot be matched. Just is that's true. That is the, that is the ultimate movie going experience is being in the theater, the chair, the surround sound, the screen, all of that. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, it seems like a, a valid complaint, but it's kind of one of those where it's just like, well, wait a minute. You, when you think about it, not not so much. I, I think people need to calm down a bit when they when they complain about the trailers and things like that. Well, King Tom was very happy with the Tenant trailer. I wonder what his, <laughs> what his take on that was. Uh, well, first of all, fuck Tenant. But I think overall <laughs> the trailer thing is cyclical because if you look at classic trailers movies from the 70s, 80s, they used to put everything into the trailers back then too. Mm-hmm. And then starting in maybe about 25 years ago, they, they started reining it in and only having certain segments of the movie in the trailer. And we could look at two big movies from this last year of how it was done wrong and how it was done right. Rise of Skywalker had two teasers in a trailer and or one teaser in one trailer. But I think the second trailer just spoiled too many big moments like the big yeah. fleet reveal shouldn't have been in there <sighs> um and just some other things i was i was fine with sheev's laugh being in the first teaser mm-hmm. that we saw at celebration but mm-hmm. everything else was just too much but compare that to the trailers for endgame there was stuff in endgame that like Les said either wasn't in the finished movie or was digitally altered to make you think that yep. it was other like when cap's hands are strapping his shield in the trailers, the shield was was whole, but in the movie, the shield fully was fully intact. Built, yeah, 
Yeah, in the movie it was broken. And they did not have they totally did not touch certain parts of the movie. You didn't know was was going to happen in that movie when you sat down in the theater. Yeah, they even changed the Infinity War trailer. They even took out the stones off. The, yeah, the off stones the off the gauntlet. Hulk, it, yeah, the missing banner was Hulk instead of. I love when they in do the Hulk that Buster shit. Armor. Yeah, that, that's how you do it right. You keep some suspense, and you could still make it look huge. Something that's worth leaving the house for. Man, that's a. I can see both sides of it. There are a handful of things that I wish in certain trailers I've seen uh, would have been nice to have seen in the theater. But the one King Tom brings up in The Rise of Skywalker, specifically with the big fleet reveal, that was a little too deep into the movie to give that away. I For sure. For sure. But like hearing Palpatine's laugh, I mean, the freaking crawl mentions Palpatine. So that's not too bad. You know what I mean? It it just does seem like I'm not sure the strategy of is it necessary to give all this away to get people into the seats or does it yeah, I don't, as somebody yeah. who, like I've never tried to develop a trailer so I can't you know I can't answer this but is the idea that you're you've got this person who as like an artist feels like they're trying to tell this more of a complete story, like the arc of the trailer is supposed to tell some sort of story. Is that why they end up, I don't know, going over, going off yeah, the deep end on it? It's definitely an art form, that's for sure. But again, I think we were robbed. I hate when they rob us of moments. We were robbed of that fleet scene. And I think it would have added so much more and so much more emotions. People would have been jumping out of their seats when that scene happened. I think what they could have done is have maybe in the trailer have the electricity yeah have that show up and you go oh shit look at how powerful ray is yeah and then keep the fleet like switch it put that in and take the fleet reveal out that's a yeah yahoo kid let's blow this thing and go home moment like yeah definitely wasn't in the trailer like that this is a big moment for them to fuck up and put it in the trailer and i think they did this and i've talked about it before i did this when luke steps into the falcon and sees the Falcon for the first time. I, I that shouldn't have been in the trailer. That was in the second TV spot. Or you mean when Han? Or? No, no, no. The Chewie were home. I get why they did oh, that. Okay, because we were I, all I'm coming sorry. home. I, no, no, no. It's all right. But the, when he's looking at the dice and and all that stuff, I thought that shouldn't have been in any trailer or TV spot at all either. But you know, what do I know? What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to walk in roofs, <laughs> walk, walk on attics. That's for sure. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, well, yeah, I still think he wasn't talking too much junk on yeah. people, you know, chilling at home and watching stuff because it just is what it is now. You know, that's just how it goes. But boo, this is a great segue because you know Ooh. what's coming up. Oh no, we're back on trailer trashed. Oh, Speaking of trailers and what not to do in a trailer, we're gonna watch a trailer. A movie called Thrashin with James Brolin oh my gosh, comes dude. full circle to Thanos. We're going to watch this together and we're going to actually try to record this on video while we're watching this and see how this goes. Do you remember this movie, guys? Oh, dude, I saw this movie so many times. Okay, great. The reason I picked this, you know, I, I'm kind of like interviewing trailers. I'm, I'm going on YouTube and I'm looking at some shitty trailers. There's a lot of shitty trailers out there. We have a lot of content for a long time. This one stood out to me because it has Josh Brolin in it, and it has some really big musical artists in it. Very interesting that I had no clue that you guys are going to trip out when you see this. The Chili Peppers, man. The the Chili Peppers are in the movie, and also Devo's in the soundtrack. Soundtrack's pretty great. Okay. But 
the reason I want to pick I picked it is because this movie jumps or the trailer jumps around like crazy and there's like a well, I'm not even going to say it. Let's just watch Thrashing. This following preview. Oh, look at it. In all its 4-3 glory. Fry's Entertainment. Ever heard of him? <laughs> wow. I mean that well that oh. Corey Webster is taking off for L.A. Devo, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. He loves to compete. Oh. Damn. Random bikini girls for no reason. It just jumps to him. Yeah. Josh, Josh Brolin. Oh. Holy shit, that's Josh Brolin. You're going to be the most beautiful girl at the club. Who the fuck is Look that? Look at that. Look at the chili peppers. Devo. Meatloaf. Devo, chili peppers, meatloaf. Oh, look at this. This is the best right here. Well, what do you thrash? What do you got? You'd like to be held like I'd like that. to be held like that. Yeah, I'd love it. Now, look at this. There, the it's a straight out like, like a making love scene on the trail. Look at this. The listeners, there's a straight out making love scene in the trailer, and it just keeps what? going. <laughs> yeah, it's happening just, now. Here. The clothes are back on, and they're still making it. Yeah, I mean, oh, that guy's kick pushing heavy. Dang, there you go. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> random. Look at this, like random. Ran- oh, punch Ooh. you with a skateboard. Big bad oh my gosh! Look like Johnny Valley from the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that dude? I don't know. Oh, but he, look at him. Oh, now they're going to go on some kind of roller derby, skateboarding. A downhill Downhill death slalom. Up oh, there goes one snapped ankle. Oh, oh. another one. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. into the hay. Oh. Not, not, the, not the waters. Okay, how come that badass has no helmet on? Is it because he's, he's a badass? badass? Exactly. He's a badass. So oh. he's going to die, right? That was oh, a slick look move. That was a slick move. Look at that. Oh, thrashing. Thrashing. It's not a kid's oh, game. Oh, what a great movie. Not a kid's game the, anymore. The narrator's voice needed to be a little bit more thrashy. Yeah, you're for right. For me. Yeah. Thrashing. So what'd you guys that think? Is, Does that make you want to go see the movie? Hell no. I wouldn't cut dead watch. That is so bad. How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. I, I would watch that if you guys had it on as background noise, but I would not go watch Thrashing. Yeah, that looked awful. Yeah, I, I, I never know. saw Thrashing. I was more of a Gleaming the Cube guy. I was about to say. Christian Slater had my heart. <laughs> I saw <laughs> Thrashing probably at least 20 times. Really? Is it that good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course yeah, it is. It was really it, bad. It, just tough, man. Oh, really, really bad. Crazy part is like there's a straight out love making. See, I was gonna say sexy, but it was straight. It might me. as well have been. The only thing they bang. It was implied. Well, you see yeah. it, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. I mean, it's not graphic. You'd see his nipples and not hers, but uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I mean, they revealed a, a lot review. about <laughs> thrashing right there, though, man. He thrashed. There, like, what do you thrash? There's a great scene where they, thrashed, you got? they cut this the, thrash that. They cut the top of this guy's car off and turn it into a into a convertible of sorts. It's pretty great. 
awesome. <laughs> so check it out, people. Go on YouTube and check it out. It, 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 this doesn't do it justice. It was one step away from being a post-apocalyptic <laughs> like oh, yeah. skateboard movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It looked like it. Yeah. And there's like a gang. It was like Warriors meets. They had like Road Warrior cube, gear yeah. on and stuff. And their pads were all spiked up. It was awesome. I know. And, and then the whole time I'm wondering, I'm like, where are your parents? What's going on here? Where are your parents? What is what is this? What is this? Is this during the summertime and they just don't give a shit about you anymore? Well, obviously, none of them have sleeves on. Who yeah. got the road <laughs> shut down? Like a bunch of kids having a skateboard thing. Who gets the road shut down? The permits. Yeah, who sets the who sets the hay up? Yeah, that yeah. Was, they have water there. Who brought the water? Like a sanctioned event, man. That's like the Isle of Man TT. Okay, definitely look like that. I'm it glad you're like here. It was a sanctioned this thing. event where teenagers could possibly die mm-hmm. as they skate down a freaking. Mulholland Drive. Yeah, but <laughs> from, from the top of Hollywood Hills all the way down, and like, here we go, kids, have fun. But think about how much money that brings into the local economy. <laughs> it's all kids, though. It's true. Kids that hang they out. They all look like they're twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, I know. They all. Yeah, is this supposed to be in high school, Eric? Dude, no. I feel like they're just out of high school. Ah, okay. Hoodlums. Josh Brolin looked really young and he, really good. Thanos was, he, he yeah, had his shit he, going he on. He came along. <laughs> good for you. Good he for you, Thanos. Bending. He's definitely stepped up in that one. Well, that was a trailer trash, so check it out in a theater near you. So wait, did he Please leave don't. the house from Goonies and then go straight into thrashing? No, the Goonies <laughs> must have been way before. Or oh, he leave the house. Is that what you said? <laughs> you just say, I'm gone. I'm going to go start thrashing them out. Thanks, take some of his rubies and go, go fly across the country. <laughs> buy a house and start thrashing. Oh, He's laying in the bottom of that 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 bowl, fell down on a skateboard, broke his arm, and he goes down here, <laughs> down here. It's my time. <laughs> that is funny. The best part is the guy hitting him in the stomach with a skateboard. Ugh. No, and then and then there's like another scene right after where the guy gets punched and he's like there's blood already in his mouth and then he goes to reach for it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen in that instance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we I'm glad we did that. So there there uh, you have it. Wake up, it's nineteen eighty four once again. Let's watch the Transformers Netflix anime trailer because this is kind of what I want Star Wars to do and they haven't hmm. and I think they can and they should it looks super cool we have some people that are really into anime in this room which is less and you know you watch some anime uh-huh. yeah I want to get your guys takes on this and King Tom and Eric have you guys seen this Transformers no. trailer no sir okay so I've only watched about 40 seconds of it and I thought it was really cool so I'm uh, I'll stop and watch it with all you guys here's Transformers it's called the War of Cybertron. Siege yeah. is the first one. Cybertron is in ruins. Sound design A plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, visuals A plus yeah. already. Oh god, that noise is mm. Ultra Magnus. We must focus on surviving yeah. a race, not winning a war. Look how dope. Yeah, that it looks great. Yet again. The Autobots have escalated this conflict to the point where we must answer their aggression. Is that Hux? <laughs> I empower you, Decepticons, to bring this... Lucasfilm, please take notes. Look at those lips, that's a little weird. We are facing extinction at the hands of the Decepticons. Cybertron. Strength. 
Oh god, sound is so great. You're right. Yeah, Eric. man. Oh, right here. Oh, oh I didn't see that last oh, time. Oh, so sick. Oh. Cybertron needs. I got chills right there. Damn, this is so cool. To find the spark. With it, he'll destroy everything we are. You're fighting to win, and that's gonna get you all killed. The Autobots fight for the day we no longer have to fight. This was not the life I imagined for us. It's a life worth fighting for. How do they bang? Dude, I was just sitting there thinking if he they... grabs her and holds her in his arms and says, let's truck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Lorena? It's not just me. Not just me. Uh, oh, cool. You want to watch that real quick? What the uh, other we one? should uh, take a look at one? that one. The Justice League Dark Apocalypse yeah. War. Let's truck. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, let's talk about that, what we just saw. We just yeah. had another Justice League Dark pop-up. That was a great, by the way, a great job on that one. Oh, Eric. my God. Fantastic. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about with this? Let's just truck? Not that. Oh. I do want to know how they bone, though. How do they become low? I want to see, do we get baby? So we're about to have a sex, a transformer sex education class. No, no. I just, it, you would think, right? Like, Should we send out a waiver to all the parents out there? What if they use synthetic oil as lube? Uh, I'm sure Energon is definitely. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they use oh. if they use their dipsticks really well. Oh, oh hey! Oh. Sorry, Lorena. I just couldn't. Yeah, I just can't. Man. I can't control myself. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> yeah, it's our fault. Huh? Yeah. yeah, let's truck. That's, that's let's how truck. it all started, let's huh? Yeah. See, Eric starts See it, and that's there? what happens. You feel pretty good about. But that. Let's talk about. Yeah, no, you should. <laughs> Let's talk about the content. Maybe, maybe we should talk about that a little bit. What do you guys think? How the? What do you think of how it looked and how the storyline looks and how the animation is? This is what I want Star Wars to do. I, I'm interested. I really like. Oh, go I, ahead. I'm go ahead, interested because the story looks really cool, but at the same time, mm -hmm. there are times I like the way it looks, and then there are times I don't know if you remember, but around '93 or so. They re-released the original run of Transformers cartoons, and before commercials, they had this very early CGI bit with you know yes. a Transformer transforming, and then it would jump to the commercial, or it would jump to back to the cartoon. And some of the movement right. in this reminds me of that. Oh, okay. And I don't, I don't Go know ahead. if that's a good thing or not yet. Yeah, that's true. What it reminded me of is the beginning of Bumblebee. Beginning of Bumblebee, the movie, the yeah. movie looks like that just a thousand times better quality but yeah dystopic cybertron dystopic yeah. cybertron and the old g1 transformers yeah. look that's what i want and that's what they've pulled off so i i love it i like so the far. design yeah. yeah i'm getting the vibe that it's an action anime that it's going to be a lot of fighting which is awesome yeah just going to be completely awesome i'm just worried about who we're going to lose as characters along the way because if this is obviously going to take place on cybertron and then end as they hit Earth, Earth, yeah, and we may we we know that some of those are not going to be there. Some of those characters are just not going to make it there. Hmm. Okay, Struthers, you were talking about the sound quality. How great yeah, it right away, just the sound design in and of itself is great. I love the, uh, the their voices sound, just all of the effects, so good, very very well done. The quality from from visual to audio to everything it looks amazing. My favorite part: there's no humans. That's great. Yeah, actually, that's what I'm talking about. They're actually on Cybertron. And this is interesting because uh, Netflix did something else with a, 
like a different property. They used Godzilla and they turned it into an anime property. Yes, and yes. it was also another trilogy. It was the first one was pretty awesome, and I guess a little shaky oh, after really? that. Let's not talk about that. But the idea of it of taking a Transformers, a Godzilla, mm-hmm. something else, and turning it into a anime that's a that's a, you know maybe an hour, hour and a half movie each one or something like that. It's an awesome idea. If they continue doing this with other other properties, I love it. So yeah, so, so this is, I'm not sure if this is just the second one. There might be others that I've, I've missed out on, but this is the second one that I know of, and it looks great, great. So yeah, so so this whole like trilogy idea, you know, it's telling basically like a whole series in, in three movies. Love it. Yeah, I love it too. Good job, Netflix. I think we talked about this when they first signed up. We're like, what the fuck do we need another Transformers fucking thing? <laughs> this, this is what we, we had enough, but they, they come out with quality stuff. Yeah, it's that's great. cool. Like that's, I would definitely check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Justice League Dark, guys, there's an animated trailer here. We didn't even know about it and it popped up. You want to? And it's, and it's Apocalypse War, which I think is for the Dark Side War. Let's, um, let's check it out. Comic. It's only a minute 39, and yeah, uh, maybe it's gold, maybe it sucks, but. I don't think it'll suck, but let's, well, let's find check out. it out. Justice League. We are facing an existential threat to the planet. Bored. Our only option <laughs> is to destroy Dark <laughs> Compared to the last one, yeah. Bow before me. Sorry, Wynn. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. They're like reusing so many frames. You're gullible fools. A DC Universe movie. Okay, so everybody listening to this, this trailer is packed full of like uh, Ken Burns style shots where it's a single image that's not animated mm-hmm. and it just zooms in at it. And if, right, documentary and if anything style. moves in the in a frame, it's like one person's mouth moves and everything else stays perfectly still. Apparently they <laughs> it's complete opposite haven't gotten very far on this. Or at least they hadn't when they made this trailer. The Justice League doesn't quit. Well, the trailer quit halfway through. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War on Blu-ray. Well, that was crap. Yeah, terrible. What? That's terrible. Oh, I loved it. That's terrible. Well, I it was, loved it. No, it was good, but it, compared to uh, I get it. Yes, was, it, it, was it wasn't about was. comparison. It was oh, it definitely just, was. Oh, you gentlemen are just definitely was wrong. We're gonna no, jump into an email. Say, I don't want to talk I'm about no it. DC expert. Go but ahead. It's surprising to hear Superman say we must destroy someone. Yeah, mm, that's true. That's true. I I tuned out. I didn't even hear that. But he does hate. I was just listening to Eric. Eric was. That's true. Eric was more entertaining. So. Wow, gentlemen. Okay. On that note, go ahead and read the whims. Oh, yeah. I'm right with them. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Just wanted to say that. Here's the thing. When they announced the High Republic, did anyone immediately think that Snoop Dogg was entering Star Wars canon. Oh, that's House Willie Nelson. I haven't heard that cheap joke. Maybe if the Star Wars story group decides to go to feature films, we can finally have that Kevin Smith directed Star Wars film. (laughs) I'm intrigued to see how subcontractors work in the Death Star can be incorporated in the Old Republic. And now there's a large probability that Woody Harrelson will return for another movie. You're scoring that at home. It seems my stoner checklist is missing Seth Rogen in the center square. Also Cheech and Chong. 
but I will yeah, keep going true. there. All right, I'll stop. May I add some DC talk? No. After seeing Birds of Prey, what seems to be overlooked is that post-Justice League, where Warner Brothers says there isn't a cinematic universe, they've managed to keep their cinematic universe continuity intact. If I'm not mistaken, this would also include Joker as the only minor point who would minor point would be who actually pulled the trigger on Bruce Wayne's parents. Mm-hmm. If this stays consistent, how does the upcoming Batman movie fit in? I'd be stoked for a Batman Beyond. All of us would. Thanks, Wim. Thanks a lot, Wim. I'm going to have you take this, Les. Before we talk about that, there is some DC talk. They released some footage. You see Matt Reeves' yes, pictures? that's Mad Max meets Batman. That is pretty rad. That's all I thought right away. Did you guys see the Batmobile, yes, guys? Sir. If It looked like a hot rod Batmobile, It man. looked like, like I said, Mad Max. Legit, like... How dare you? Oh, see, but the, how yeah. dare I? Oh, no, 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 I'm kidding. No, but there's, <laughs> there's a different comparison because people, some people don't like it. I love it. I think it looks awesome. I think in the context of what it is, because this is year two Batman. He's still figuring shit out. He's still got to uh, update his suit and things like that. This car is the fucking shit. It R&D. Is, yeah, it is. Working on it's that It's not thing. necessarily yeah. a Batmobile yet. I think it's Batcar, mm-hmm. but I love it. He's working on it. Yeah, he's working on it, and I love it. People are comparing it to. He's got Lucius and the people in there going, yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. let me add a little bit of Go this and add that. You just took that charger and turned it into a fucking. Yeah, see, oh, good Whoa. thing you said that because people are comparing it to Vin Diesel's car in Fast 9 or Fast 8. All of them, yeah, yeah, pretty much all of them. So, so that's the shitty comparison. I don't think so. I think it looks, I think it looks fucking amazing. Well, it makes sense if he is just getting to become exactly. the Batman. He's a detective. He's exactly. not going to have like the fucking Rolls Royce of Batmobiles. Exactly. That's that's my point. I think it looks awesome no matter Keep what. Keep trolling you trolls. Exactly. No, and trolls people need to chill out, man. The Batmobile is not a fucking tank. And by the way, he looks great in, as Batman. Yes, he's sitting, I mean, standing right next to Batman. Awesome. Yes. He looks awesome. Yes. So fuck off. Yeah, the Batmobile is not a tank. That just happened to be the version we got with Bale's Batman. Or the Tumbler, and which was badass, though. And Aff- yes. Affleck's Batman also. And yes, Frank Miller utilized a tank mm-hmm. or other things, too. But for the most part, the Batmobile is a vehicle that can roam in the streets. A means of getting from one a, a or right. point A to point B. If you have to run fast. over shit, yeah. yeah. And you can defend yourself a smidgen. That, yeah. too. What's great is we're talking DC and look at King Tom. He just left. He just like walked away. He's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Hey, King Tom, what's up, buddy? <laughs> you made it back. You Sorry, my back. son woke up. I, I oh, that's okay. To be called out I right said, when I sat down. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said, look at the camera. We talked DC. King Tom runs away. <laughs> that's what normally happens. So, going back to the whim, what's your uh, take on uh, his uh, his take? Well, of course, we need a Batman Beyond. I think w- we all talked about how cool Michael Keaton would be if they do Batman Beyond, right? Yes, as the older oh, that'd be Bruce so Wayne cool. Eric, taking on King Terry Tom would McGinnis. Be happy about that. Um, I, for some reason, this has a feel of Batman Beyond. This Matt Reeves one, it just has a. a but it's supposed to be the Batman, the Halloween. I, right? I understand that, but it just has certain things where you're just like this: the lighting, the how it looks. You know, the screen test. It, it was mostly black and red. Like the Daredevil yeah, uh, yeah. opening sequence, and and for Batman Beyond, that's the bat suit. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it just has that feel. So love to have a Batman Beyond. In all honesty, it would be everybody out there thinks we're ready for it, and we should get one. Right. But this is also pretty good. Uh, as far as the continuity, I would I guess that. But you know what? I haven't watched Joker, and I really don't plan to. I'm sorry, everyone. But in all honesty, I still think they've done enough to keep things going and. Who knows what we'll get when we uh, finally get the finished product of the Suicide Squad. Maybe it will all tie some things together for us. Yeah, and that just got done filming yesterday. Yeah, James Gunn wrapped. 
James Gunn wrapped. Ago, yeah. So thank you, Wim. Appreciate it. We, we always love some DC talk here, especially King Tom. I'm definitely not happy that we watched that trailer, though. Yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. It, it was awful. It's an animated movie. This They're actually a- better. Their animated movies are actually pretty damn good. I'm going to watch this because they Killing take it there. And if I'm not mistaken, Dark Side War, which I think this is based on, leads to Blackest Night, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. For those of you Green Lantern fans. Okay. The four people really enjoyed that. Well, Henry. Here's the thing. Oh, it's not. That, I mean, I'm not crapping on it because it's animated. I mean, I get it. It's just that the trailer, they had tons of stuff that wasn't actually animated. It was a still frame. And then they just zoom the camera in okay. on it to make it look like something's happening. And nothing is. Mm-hmm. It's it, here. Let me see if I can find something that's left flat image and just zoom no, it towards the camera. <laughs> I know. Look, what I'm you, a, I know I'm what a, cartoon, you mean, I'm a an cartoonist now. But it, I'm sure <laughs> that the finished product's better than that. But it's like they're like, crap, we need a trailer. How many scenes you have done to, okay, well, here's what we need to do. And they right. use that stick several times with several different images in the trailer. That's the part that I have an issue with. Correct. Switching to. The MCU, you guys hear about the rumors of Cavill being Wolverine? Is, is it a fan? This is just I'm, a fan cast. It, it right? is a fan cast, and it, it picked up some steam, um, but allegedly was supposed to be for Captain Marvel 2, so Captain Marvel 2. But I, just going back to Cavill, I know your theory is he's going to be way too big to be Wolverine. No, right? no, no. His body, his height would be the issue, but yeah. his width, like his, his size. Yeah, would be perfect. Yes, he'd be perfect. He's hairy. He can get the beard going. We get some hair on it, like longer hair on him. Yeah, and he's obviously committed to working out to build for the role. Great. He's already at the, the level. Are you kidding? Yeah, he is. But he's, he's I've never, seen, that I've never seen him bigger than this. But you see what Hugh Jackman did where he finally oh, he got the, put yeah. it together to how Wolverine has been yeah. drawn. Where you see and the it's fibers. Like and really and fibery yeah. and, you know, a lot of sinews. I can see Cavill sculpting a little bit more, but oh, man. That'd be weird for you to see him as a DC guy no. coming over as Superman as nah. Wolverine? Nah. I, think I, I really, really feel that they completely blew their chance to truly build the DC cinematic. Oh, for sure. And, and lost a lot. By oh, jerking can, this thing around, and if he decides to be Wolverine, this is something he can do for at least another four or five movies. Possibly. Oh yeah, and another ten years. They're they're you know they they're willing to move along with that. I just uh, I think he should just continue doing The Witcher and all those other things, and mm-hmm. maybe I think, I think maybe not throw this around. You know, like I mean, it'd be great though. I wouldn't have an issue. Well, what I'm saying is, if you like it, then speak it. Sometimes these kind of rumors build steam for a reason. Yeah, you, you can speak it into reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Look at the novelization of Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. Speaking, we're still talking about the MCU. Let's talk about Tom Holland saving Spider-Man. Yeah, did you hear Tom Holland save Spider-Man in the MCU speaking to Iger on the phone while he was at a pub hammered? Is, is Tom Holland of legal age to drink? Uh, yeah. In England, yes. Well, in England, yes, for sure. I think <laughs> in he's England, 21. For sure. Is it 21? I think he's 21. No, but in England, it's like it 16, like if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Our, our England's 18, I believe. Peeps across the pond, could you please help us out? I think it's 18. Damn. I thought it was younger. I think it's 18. I don't think it's 16. Either way, he's over fucking 16. Yeah. He's 20 yeah, something, I believe. He yeah. looks like he's 12. But he spoke to Iger. This is what he had to say. I'm grateful that Bob Iger and Tom Rothman allowed me to be a part of the process of bringing him home. Talking about bringing him to the MCU, obviously. It was a pretty cool experience and also the best bragging rights ever. I saved Spider-Man. 
Yeah, I was really drunk. I saw Bob Iger recently, a couple days ago in LA, and I said to him, when you come to London, I want to take you out to the pub to have a pint, and we can talk about how Spider-Man is going to continue this amazing franchise for both Disney and Sony. So hopefully he comes to London, and I can take him for a pint. I heard him speak um, in another interview. He said he was blitzed when he was talking to him on the phone. He doesn't remember half the conversation. And Iger said that he was drunk, and he is going to take him up on the, on the drink. Especially because he has because plenty of time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not much because of alcohol and Tom Holland drinking. Whatever he said, got us Spidey in the MCU. I can imagine mm-hmm. that that call though. Come on, Bobby. Come on, come on, Bobby. Bobby I, I, like honestly, honestly, really, really, gotta make it happen. Is that is that a British accent? Is that what you're I'm doing? Trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just gonna stop. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> stop it. Get some help. And I think we're gonna end the show on that one. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Dude, every time my wife tries to do any accent, I always tell her that's the worst Chinese accent I've ever heard. Oh, uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. You guys shit on Dark Side War, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, you said you and Wim right now are like really. You're We're going to get another email. Yeah. <sighs> this thing ended in the first two minutes, by the way. Well, yeah. Well, but we ended it shorter or earlier for King Tom, mm-hmm. so we can go to. Uh, Go to sleep. Yeah, oh, that's blanket. true. We're going to end this early because we're worried about King Tom's sleep. Mm-hmm. Let's do that, guys. Uh, you're right. welcome, world. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we should have cut this off a long time ago. Mr. Tom Chansky, where can people watch you read? Watch me read? Uh, that's that's a new thing. My reading cam starting no, uh, March 17th with the release of the Rise yeah. Skywalker novelization. Uh, it only lasts about an yeah, hour and a that's half. That's it. Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. Thank you, Mr. Chansky. Mr. Struthers, where can people watch you get frustrated over an SD card? Well, just stop by my house, you know, make (laughs) sure it's on a day where I've already been at work 12 hours first. But if you don't want to see that, you could always check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where I will probably am at least close to as coherent as I was during this podcast. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter if you if you care, at Eric Strothers. Make sure you send me plenty of advice on how to fix my wife's camera. Yeah, please send those in. Mr. Carlos Borguello, where can people watch you manscape? Um, you're definitely not going to watch that. The reason I said that there's this commercial that's coming on YouTube for shaving your balls. Have you seen that thing? Oh, yeah, they're great commercials. You just feel sexier when you manscape. You trim it up nice, and all of a sudden, you get this boost of confidence. I go to the barber every two weeks to make sure my fade is nice and crispy. The same goes for a fresh feeling below the belt. Guess what I do every week or two weeks? I trim down there to make sure it's... <laughs> Our lawnmower 3.0, it is the best trimmer in the market for manscaping, period. Because of the technology we put into this trimmer, we bumped up the RPMs to 7 thousand rpms it doesn't matter how massive and coarse the bush down there is this lawnmower 3.0 with ease will trim everything those are really funny 90 percent of girls that we polled said they like shaving balls shaving nuts yeah no and then they have like another like a soap commercial where like the soap you're using is shit mm-hmm. yeah i think those- we should talk about manscaping oh no. where are we all at on manscaping oh fuck Oh, Extra no. others, I'm going to go with you first because you have the longest hair. I'm just thinking that your balls has the same amount of hair Absolutely as your head. not, dude. What, how? No, 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 sir. <laughs> I'm going to tell okay. you. What, what's your take on manscaping? <laughs> well, you got you to gotta keep everything trimmed back and you have to shave your balls. You have to. It's ludicrous if you don't. I, 
I'm 100% on your side on that. I, I can't see Boo spending the time to uh, shave his balls because he doesn't even shave his face. Well, fuck it. All right, fine. It's probably we're, a fucking force down we're there. All, we're, we're balls deep in this anyway like a, a, at this point. So, oh uh, yeah, here we go. So, no, no, no. So, it's not, it's not fully shaven. It is trimming. That is the word. You trim the hedges. All right. You have hedges. <laughs> you, keep, yeah, yeah. you keep the fucking lawn. animal fucking shapes yeah, down you, there in you the tomato the, garden. You keep the lawn at a nice length where it looks good, but it's not crazy. Okay. You started this. Now you have a mental image. <sighs> I'm going to throw up in my mouth right now. Les, how about you? No, I'm passing. You're, you're passing? I'm not even going to go there. I, I manscape. Damn okay. It. That's, now it. I'm answering that's it. Questions. <laughs> that's all I wanted. Damn it. And, la- <laughs> and last, last but not least. Mr. Chansky. Uh, I better not be last because you haven't gone, but you got to keep things in order down there. Yeah, no, I have gone. I, I said uh, I agree 100% yeah, with Yeah, I mean, I'm with everyone yeah, else. I'm you know, maybe not maybe not Mr. Hedges over there. Yeah, I look like a three-month-old down there. <laughs> not the size, you assholes. <laughs> Naked mole rat. How uh. dare you? Well, thanks for listening to this point. <laughs> We're going to end it there. Yeah, the and everything. The show is over. Yes. We're done. We're over about Thank you for listening to episode number. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We'll catch you guys <sighs> next week on episode. I have a picture of uh, Boo and Edward Scissorhands just sculpting his fucking balls. <laughs> it's in my head now. God darn it. Fucking <laughs> cutting ice fucking sculptures on his sackage. <laughs> <laughs> well, my balls are in topiary. My, my balls are in my With stomach. Carlos so I don't topiary worry about it. Yeah, you ain't got to trim shit anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us next week on episode number one eighty eight of the Sith List.
So what do you thrash? What do you go? I'm thrashing your mom later. <laughs> do a kickflip in your mom's vajay. <laughs> 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 At least we ended it well. <laughs>